following podcast is scheduled for one fall. First coming into the ring, Jose Sorozano. Our next host, Jermaine Meredith. And finally, Bimal Patel. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Smartdown Boulevard. This is Smartdown Boulevard. This show is about a trio of smarts that love to talk about wrestling, but not watch it on a regular basis. We do love wrestling, but wrestling just isn't what it used to be. And I think that's something that we can all agree with. My name is Jose Solorzano, and I am joined by two of my best friends, fellow Smarks and co-hosts, Jermaine Meredith, Bamal Patel. How you doing, Jermaine? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Just surviving, man, one day at a time here. How about you, Bamal? <laughs> Trying to do the same thing, but uh, I'm super excited to get this podcast going. Absolutely, man. And like you said, uh, Smartdown Boulevard has been in development for months now, and I also cannot wait for everyone to hear it. But bear with us, folks. These are our humble beginnings. Some things might be rough, like a classic ECW match featuring New Jack, and some things might be beautifully executed, like a Bret Hart sharpshooter. But keep it here with us. We will not disappoint you. And on today's show, our topic is one that everyone talks about, but no one can agree on, the greatest wrestler of all time. Then we take it to the smart reel where we will play some videos that caught our attention and that will definitely catch your attention as well. Let's go. This is Smartdown Boulevard. As promised, it's topic time. The greatest of all time or go. This is a highly subjective topic, specifically when it comes to professional wrestling. Everyone loves to make their list of their favorite wrestlers of all time. I'm fine with this. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Everyone has different tastes. Everyone has different perspectives on things. And I'd like to throw it to Jermaine to begin. Jermaine. Like Jose said before, the GOAT, that term has been thrown around a lot. But there's one person in my mind, when I think of GOAT, or GOAT status, there's only one person, and that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why is that? Quite simply because he had so many monumental moments. Merchandise sales through the roof. Back in 98, $12 million were made just off of Austin's shirts. And guys, he just, he just takes off all the boxes. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin. There hasn't been another face badass in the business that can top him. Okay. And I know Jose has to agree with me. Okay, Jermaine. I understand that you're, you love Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love Stone Cold Steve Austin too. I do think he's one of the greatest of all times. But you're saying that he is the B-end and end-all of greatest of all time. We go. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Okay, for me, (laughs) and that's fine, you know, for me, on my greatest of all times list is Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, even Bruno San Martino, and and that's for that old school crowd, and even John Cena, and yes, you can say these guys, for the exception of Shawn Michaels, are not the greatest workers, but 
you know, Cena only has five moves of doom. How can he be the greatest of all time? Cena brings fans into those stadiums, sells a lot of merchandise, has charisma, great promos, fans love or hate him as soon as his music comes on, has monumental and historical accomplishments attached to his name, and brought something unique and progressive to the wrestling industry. And the same can be said for The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, your boy Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bruno Sammartino, and Hulk Hogan. They also defined a generation, influenced generations, have withstood the test of time. They're immortals, if you will. So yeah, I mean, there are certain criteria for me, that indicate that more than one person could be the greatest of all time. Like nowadays, you have wrestling fans, writers calling anybody uh, that that has come and gone a goat. It almost seems that calling a wrestler who has been around for a while a goat is a term of endearment, whether they deserve it or not. It diminishes those larger than life characters that have broken ground and have accomplished much more than those others. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Stone Cold is a goat. But he's not the only goat, in my opinion. I don't know where Bamal stands on all this. Oh, gentlemen, of the uh, three little smarks, I'm the one that everyone's going to hate. Listen, <laughs> this conversation of goatism, goat greatest of all time, it's a conversation that's had all the time in every sport. Pick a sport, any sport, and someone is going to be talking about someone being great. But the reality fact is, what is that great? You said to yourself, both of you said it. There's check boxes, there's tick boxes, and we, you know, we can sit here and talk about what those boxes are. But oh. the reality fact is the ranking of those boxes are subjective as well. For example, Stone Cold, great. You can't I, I agree with you, Jermaine. No guy will compete with them. No one will ever have the energy to heat. This guy comes out, he always gets a pop. But the only reason why he's great is because people sell and make him look good. You know? Ooh. Is Stone Cold's moveset that amazing? I've never seen him go beyond the second rope. Oh. And I'm not knocking him. I've never, I've, I'm not knocking him. I'm not knocking him. I think he is great, but it's such a subjective conversation, especially in wrestling, because wrestling isn't like every other sport. It's entertainment. So you can't rank it the same way. So I don't know. In this overall conversation, I think, like Jose said, the term goat is used so often that it's lost meaning. We need a new word. You want to talk about legends? You want to talk about icon? You could talk about Hogan. You could talk about Stone Cold. You could talk about Undertaker. You could talk about all these people. You know, something else is someone comes out and says, oh, the hurricane is the greatest of all time, even though I love the hurricane. And he's great. And he's Uh, great in his own way. His gimmick was the best. But it doesn't make him a goat. doesn't make him an icon. He does a lot of work behind the scenes. Look at Lance Storm. Not the best known guy for wrestling, but behind the scenes, he's a legend. Icons is the real term we need to look at. This goatism, it's got to end. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that point. Like, everybody uses that, that goat too much. I mean, like, even Ric Flair stated that recently on the Stone Cold Broken Skull Sessions, that the term great is, and I quote, passed around too much today. There's a lot of workers out there today and before, but great is in a whole different category. And my other problem is, before you go and make your list, make sure you title your list properly. Because a lot of people get their, like you just said, you love the hurricane, right? I think he's maybe on your favorites of all time list, but I don't think he's in your greatest of all time list. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's the greatest. No. I'm using him as an example, right? Like you could put a lot, some people could say Orton is the greatest of all time. Sure. I mean, again, it's what, you know, everyone has different tastes. Everyone has different perspectives. I I, I totally get that. But you can't, there's certain criteria that need to be met. You can't just say, Randy Orton's the greatest of all time yet. Can you? I mean, really? I don't know. But that's why. And you that's can't, why. You know, like, and you can't say Stone Cold 
is the greatest of all time. There's many greats, greatest of all time, of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch. Like, you know, like you said, Taker, Hogan, Bruno San Martino. So, like, you could call Bruno San Martino great, but the reality fact is, who even talks about him anymore? Does that does that diminish your greatness? That's true. That's, that's, a, good, you that's know? a good point. But at the same time, what about outside recognition? The reality fact is, if you put The Rock on the red carpet, people will scream and cheer his name. But you put Stone Cold out there, and only some people will know. And doesn't that count for a lot? Doesn't outside recognition count for a lot? Well, there's one person that will be cheering for him, and that's Jermaine. Absolutely. <laughs> no <Yeah>. matter what. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you, of course. But you put The Rock out there, and The Rock would shame any other wrestler. He, he did what Hollywood couldn't do. Right. You know? So what is greatness? Greatness is a term that we like to throw around. It's a word of endearment. The real things are icons legends people who create something and make a change people who really are innovative and really take things to another level that leave you remembering them mm-hmm. and are essentially leaving something behind in the industry to change it in the future as well and that's that's even a smaller list but greatness i don't know I yeah. think it's just a conversation we'd like to have as fans that's definitely a smart list that's getting into wrestling's very own mount rushmore to me and even yeah. that, that's another topic into itself, right? So, I mean, we can go about this over and over and over again. And Jermaine will still say Stone Cold is the greatest of all time. I'll advocate for all these other guys. And you will be like, listen, guys, we'll be here all day, right? Who knows? We can be here all day talking about the same thing over and over again, right? Oh, Definitely. Trust me, that's what we do. <laughs> you know, and, and 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 to keep that going, what do you all think out there? What makes a performer a greatest of all time? Who is your greatest of all time? What do you think constitutes for someone to be called a greatest of all time? As always, hit us up on our social media at Smartdown Boulevard, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We'll be right back with the Smart Reel. <laughs> You're listening to Smartdown Boulevard. Welcome back to Smartdown Boulevard. It's time for the Smart Reel. Today we have two clips for you. One will be presented by me, and the second one will be presented by Bimal Patel. Let me start things off. The clip I'd like to present took place at the Destruction and Kobe event that New Japan Pro Wrestling held on September 22nd, 2019. It features Minoru Suzuki facing off against Jushin Thunder Liger. And I wanted to show this because I feel as for as big as Jushin Liger is, not many fans of wrestling know the significance of what transpired during this match. And the video clip starts right when Liger gets up after Suzuki tried to remove Liger's mask, which we all know for a mass wrestler is a big no, no. And of course, guys, you know, because it's a New Japan uh, World Wrestling event, it's not in English, but the images themselves speak volumes, right? Bamal, what's your take on this? Have you ever seen this before? 
Uh, no, I'm I'm actually very foreign to uh, New Japan, but I do remember Jushin Liger. Uh, but I've never seen this alter ego of his, yeah. so that's why this this one sort of slips over my head. Yeah, no, and what we're seeing here is Jushin Thunder Liger uh, bringing out his evil alter ego called Kishin Liger. And the beauty of this is that he had only brought this out three times before. So think about that. During Liger's almost 40-year career, he only brought out Kishin four times. He brought him out for the first time in 1996 against the Great Muta, then in 2006, which 10 years later, then in 2012, and then for the last time in this clip that we just watched, um, Kishin's face is painted pale white with red writings, and sometimes he spits mist into opponent's face. I love, I don't know, think about Tajiri when he used to do the green mist, and Kishin, as you just saw there, fights aggressively and uses any type of weapons at his disposal to get the better of his opponent. Jermaine, what would you make about that, man? If that had been me in the audience watching that, I would have been so nervous <laughs> for Liger's opponent yeah. because just think of the botch that could have happened. What if he would have slipped while running with that uh, screwdriver-type looking object? You, Things could have ended up bad. You know the funny thing? It looks like a screwdriver, but it's, it's a military-grade uh, knife that he grabbed, and he almost took out the grain. <laughs> he almost took out uh, Suzuki's <laughs> head with it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I love this. I mean, Liger's in my fave ten, and you know, and, and I love how he never overused the Kishin Liger gimmick throughout his career. Um, it was only brought out during heated rivalries and when his rivals would attack his mask. And it was as if Liger used Kishin as an answer to his opponents. I mean, you really want to see what's under the mask? Well, you leave me no choice. I give you Kishin Liger. And what I love about this is too, and for you know, modern wrestling day fans, think about Finn Balor when he brings out the demon, right? Unfortunately, he brought out the demon way too many times already, more than the four times that Liger has ever used it in his career. But it's similar to that, and you know, I love how it's still kind of it's in its own realm. Not a lot of people know about this. You guys have been watching wrestling for so long, you've never seen this before. I even presented it, so I'm glad that I can put it out there. And uh, Bamal, what do you have for us on the Smart Reel today? Oh, I got a good one for you, Jose. Always entertaining, never educational. Okay. Uh, I found a great meme on Instagram. Uh, Kim Jong-un, he's been over the news. Uh, everyone's trying to figure out, is he alive? Is he dead? No one knows. Uh, I found this great little meme. Uh, it basically goes, uh, it's, it's a one of a video playing of John Cena coming back into the Royal Rumble. Uh, his return in 2008, I believe. He was entry number 30. It was a great entrance. Uh, it basically shows him coming in where everyone just pops and doesn't realize that he's coming in. And it goes, Kim Jong-un coming back to Earth after winning Glug. Glug? What's a Glug? Wait, what? what yeah, Glug. In, in, in Glug from uh, Modern Warfare. No, 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 no. Let me stop you right there. <laughs> Let me just apologize what? to all of our listeners <laughs> who are Call of Duty Warzone fans. Okay, it's pronounced Gulag. Oh, right? oh, 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 are you serious? <laughs> it's the damn Gulag. All right? Gulag. Yeah, I've been calling it Glug this whole time. Oh, oh my <laughs> You're <God>. mistaken, sir. <laughs> You're mistaken. I'm offended. Okay, well. Because I've come back from the Gulag many a time in Warzone. Okay. Okay. Well, so Mr. Jermaine, if you're a, a, yes, okay, let, let let us respect it. And yeah, Bamal, what the hell, man? You make me look bad too. What is a gulag? I don't know. Listen, man, I just read the memes, man. I don't understand them. What do you want from me? Okay, wait. So Jermaine, you're the pro. You're the you're the pro. What's a gulag? So a gulag is a prison. So uh, those of you who don't know, who don't play Call of Duty, 
Warzone. Here, when you get killed in Call of Duty Warzone, you get sent to the Gulag, a prison where you fight for your second chance at life in the Warzone. Oh. So if, you, if you win in the Gulag, if you kill your opponent, then you get sent back into the Warzone. Hence why the meme says, <laughs> Kim Jong-un coming back to Earth. So this is a funny meme. I dig it. It's, it's hilarious. You know what? Now that Jermaine explained it, and the the full explanation of what a gulag is, pretty good meme, Bamal. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. Glug, I, glug, I'm a waiter, glug. not an English teacher. Okay, oh, sorry. I, I gotta give I gotta give you a, uh, <laughs> a you know big big wrong for that one, man. That was just right. <laughs> I still love that. Still a good meme. No, still it's a really good meme. I mean that that Royal Rumble in 2008, um, one of my favorites, and the turn of the Royal Rumble match came when Cena, you know originally scheduled to be sidelined with a torn pectoral muscle until later in that same year. He was not supposed to be in the Royal Rumble. He was supposed to come back June, and this man comes back as number 30, uh, making his triumphant return. He also set a record for the shortest time that the eventual winner spent in the Rumble match. He spent 8 minutes and 28 seconds in the ring, passing good old Brock Lesnar's record of 8 minutes and 59 seconds. And, of course, he threw out... Triple H over the top rope and won his chance to uh, face uh, the champion at WrestleMania 24 of that year. Bamal, thank you for that clip. And uh, Jermaine, thank you for um, explaining to all of us what a gulag is. Thank you, Jermaine and Bamal. Yeah, thanks, Jermaine. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Anytime, anytime. Well, there you have it, folks. We've reached the end of the show. For those who stayed from the beginning, Thank you very much. This is the start of a beautiful thing. Please stay with us and keep coming back. Jermaine, thank you for everything. Thank you, man. It was a pleasure to be on the inaugural show of Smart Down Boulevard. Bamal, thank you as well. Oh, my pleasure. I can't wait to uh, be back here from the gulag. (laughs) And if you want want more, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Smartdown Boulevard. That's Smartdown B-L-V-D. Until next time, Smarks, tuck your chin in.